Discover FX's Shogun, the official podcast available now. Every legend begins with a story. Listen and explore episode by episode the story of war, passion, and power set in feudal Japan. Join host Emily Yoshida each week with the creators, cast, and crew in this exclusive companion podcast. They dive deep into the twists and turns of the plot, go behind the scenes, and explore the real-life history that informed the limited series based on James Clavell's best-selling novel. Search FX's Shogun wherever you listen to podcasts. Tax season is approaching, bringing potential extra cash your way. Rather than spending it all on an expensive deal filled with yada yada from your current wireless plan, consider switching to Metro by T-Mobile for no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada you don't take yada yada in life don't take yada yada from your wireless provider metro by t-mobile has no contracts no credit checks no surprises and nada yada yada stop by one of over six thousand metro stores nationwide this episode is brought to you by alienware during dell tech fest score game-changing innovations with limited time deals on select next-gen alienware gaming tech new dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the alienware m18 laptop powered by an intel core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals liquid cooling three-dimensional audio with dolby atmos and impressive overclocking potential your dream setup amazing prices and free shipping await you for a limited time only at alienware dot com slash deals that's alienware.com slash deals from ufos to psychic powers and government conspiracies history is riddled with unexplained events you can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Paul Mission Control Deccant. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know now. Fellow conspiracy realists, longtime listeners, we have been publishing some classic episodes that we hope you enjoy. As we have uh, been on the road, we've been in a series of, well, you know, you get in situations, but listener mail is one of our, I saw that face. Listener no, mail no. Is one. <laughs> we do, you do. We do, we do, we do. Uh, we're being diplomatic. Um, listener mail and strange news, they're the two of our favorite things that we want to do every week. And we have a tremendous amount of correspondence. Uh, we read every email we get. Shout out to Tamara C, who actually took us up on the poetry swap idea. You can be part of that if you'd like to email us. Uh, shout out to everyone who has called in. And shout out to everyone who's going to join us on air in the future. Today, we're going to talk to our good friend, Lucas, regarding <laughs> some harrowing things, some very Black Monday murder-esque concerns about banks overall in the West. Uh, we're going to get into a temporal tizzy, and this one, I'm coming in front. I have no idea what this one's going to be. That's that's a voicemail uh, coming to us courtesy of Flummoxed. And then I was thinking before we get into all of that super important crazy stuff, you guys, we received an amazing letter 
from someone calling themselves balloon boys. And it just, it, it's nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. Okay. So what do we say? Let's, uh, let's read it and we can kind of, you know, mosey through it and stop at points. Cause I think we'll all have some stuff to weigh in on here. This is revelatory. And, and honestly, I am, I am surprised that we missed this part. So here we go. Balloon boy writes in to say, Hey all I'm here to hopefully add a bit to the balloon discussion. If any part makes an episode, I realize my name is right there, but please refer to me as balloon boy. Let's stop there. What, what are we talking about? What's balloon boy talking about? Just quick recap for anybody who missed that conversation. We're talking about the balloons that have been shot down by the United States government. Uh, the the mm. well the allegedly balloons maybe, uh, but definitely <laughs> the one allegedly Chinese spy balloon that was initially shot down before all the other random balloons were shot down. Yeah, it was it was not too long ago, uh, and Balloon Boy continues and says the U.S. scientific program is quite strong. We launch a surprising amount around the world at different times of year, talking about high altitude balloons, right? The kind of things that can leverage global weather patterns, right? To just float around the world. Balloon Boy continues, currently our guys are out of the country as upper level winds are pushing east and will continue for another month or so and then they'll flip and blow west we're getting we got this correspondence toward the uh toward the end of april balloon boy says it's hard to imagine winds at one hundred and thirty thousand feet turn like that like they flip like that, but they do. This is part of the issue. The Chinese could only get this balloon over to us certain times of the year. And as this balloon has been floating a while, its altitude had degraded. Any attempts at controlling a balloon through propellers or jets are extremely limiting as any weight added reduces float altitude. Therefore, these balloons are free floating. And I think that's something we we talked about that, right? Like there didn't seem to be a, a recognizable method of propulsion for these balloons last time we talked about them, right? And who what, was it, North Carolina or South Carolina, where they were just trying to shoot it down? Nah, I don't know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, also those folks clearly did not know the range of their firearms because no, you're not going to hit it. Uh, so okay, Balloon Boy says next point. Standard scientific balloons float between 105 to 135,000 feet, and they're at the size of 10 to 60 million cubic feet, so they're easily seen from the ground. These balloons are about the size of a football stadium and float. They even glow 15 to 20 minutes after sundown due to the curvature of the Earth. UFO explanation, I think. Right. That's really interesting. Right. Let's just explain that briefly, Ben. The idea is that the curvature of the earth is such that even when the sun appears to be completely set in the sky, the angle of that sunlight can still reach up into the atmosphere at those heights. So it will illuminate the balloon as though it's still bright and shiny while everything else appears dark. Yeah, perfectly. And think about it. You know, if you're not an expert 
on these things, you're going to see a UFO. You're, you're going to ask, what is that massive floating thing in the sky that is clearly not a balloon? Anyway, Balloon Boy continues, as for payload, depending on the size of balloon, they can carry between 1,000 to 7,500-ish pounds of payload. The payloads that go on ours range anywhere from atmospheric weather instruments, telescopes, <laughs> and Balloon Boy here says, they're looking up, I promise. Nice. Uh, to solar radiation detectors, to honestly anything the scientists can dream up. Here's the kicker. Bloom Boy says, I tell you this as our season is going to start up in July and continue through October. And I expect the sightings to spike due to this year's events. I realize this is a bit of a novel, but it's a complex subject. Any further questions, feel free to reach out. Kind regards, Balloon Boy. There is a season for spy balloons? Are you kidding me? What the? the it's like, uh, what's that seafood rule where you can only eat some kinds of seafood during months that end with certain letters? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, so, well, it's, it's oysters, I think. Ah. Uh, specifically, like the certain, I think it's, I think it's, yeah, what is it? R, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think mm -hmm. you're right. Months to end with R. So, wait, so are high altitude spy balloons like the oysters of sky oysters? Yeah. They're sky oysters. Okay. Oh, cool. Hmm. Now, now, let me clarify something here. Is Balloon Boy stating that these are spy balloons or no, you're right. like weather balloons, well, observation balloons? Well, the, um, I, I believe what, Balloon Boy, who is writing from expertise here, I believe what Balloon Boy is saying is that on their end, on the U.S. side, uh, these are scientific balloons, right? They're gathering data. They're observational. They're monitoring. Uh, Isn't that what China said they were doing, too? So uh, maybe sure. Balloon Boy <laughs> is talking about spy balloons. Hey, you guys, give it back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that scene in... Uh, Oh gosh, what was it? Uh, the Sandlot, I think, where they throw the ball. That the ball goes over the fence, and they have to go into the scary guy's house, right? The beast. Yeah. So, what's interesting about this, and the reason we want to highlight this one, is that it shows us there is a predictability, right? There is there is a pattern. Now, of course, the thing about a high altitude balloon is that it is inherently dual-use technology. The payload is, as Bloom Boy said, honestly anything the scientist can dream up or is mandated to put on there. I think it's neat. I want to fly our kite out here for this prediction and see, you know, let's play these games. Let's see whether the uh, sightings of foreign-made balloons, high-altitude balloons, start to ramp up from July to October, we live in interesting times, I imagine. Uh, with that being said, obviously, like we talked about earlier, obviously these balloons going up in the sky, the vast majority are made by very smart, very cool, dare I say very optimistic groups of scientists around the world who have coordinated their schedule such that they can 
you know, when they're playing above board, they can share all their data together because human beings, even now in 2023, have not totally figured out global weather patterns. So these balloons are important. Of course, they lead to crazy stories all the time, right? All the way back to the days of Project Mogul. But um, got to be honest, this just makes me want to get in a blimp, in a dirigible. So bad. How, how come? How come we haven't been in a blimp yet? Can we go? Do, uh, uh, oh, what do we, oh, what do we can do? you rent a blimp? That already sounds like a business right there, doesn't it? Rent a blimp? <laughs> rent a yes. blimp. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Let's go. Uh, where do, where do you investor. tether them, though? You know, where do you park your blimp? Seems like you're limited well, I'll tell real you. estate for that. I'll okay. tell you. Okay. Yeah. I'll tell you. There was a story that I can't believe I forgot to bring up to you guys. Came out of CNN, of all places, Monday, May 1st, about allegedly a satellite image of a, quote, high-tech uh, Chinese military blimp. And it was the That's one of the right. weirdest stories. It got stories. spotted from the air, right? Yeah, but it doesn't. I don't see a dang blimp in that satellite imagery. I don't know <laughs> you who see, the heck. You see a white dot. You see a white, like, oval. Yeah. It looks great. No, there's like a gray amorphous thing that might just be a runway. And it's a bunch of tarps, they said, that are different colors because it's, uh, what, it's being worked on? I don't know. Whatever. It was just a really weird story about a blimp that got caught at a hangar. And they're like, oh, man, maybe this is the new tech that we've been missing. Whatever. I want to go in an airship so bad. A dirigible, you know, you name it. We, dirigible we got, just sounds so much more uh, dramatic, doesn't it? Mm-hmm, I love mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. It's like saying spectacle instead of uh, glasses, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Spectacles, I guess. Uh, so help us get in a blimp. Folks, or or uh, an airship of any sort, you know, here in the U.S., they're not frequented by civilians. Unfortunately, um, airships, powered airships like a like a dirigible, are relatively rare. I want to say, but that might not be the case for much longer. Anyway, folks, the reason we're bringing this up, big big thanks to Balloon Boy, uh, is the following. Through the rest of this year, from July to October, play along at home with us. We would love your help in measuring whether there is an actual uptick in high-altitude balloon sightings here in the U.S. and across the world. Again, in all fairness, the vast majority of these are not weaponized surveillance. The vast majority are scientific surveillance, gathering meteorological data and so on. We're not looking for those. We're we're looking for the minority, you know, we're looking for the the cool ones, right? So we're gonna pause it there. We're gonna have a word from our sponsor and we'll be back with more messages from you. Join Metro. They help you stay ahead of the game with nada, yada, yada. That means no contracts, no credit checks, and no surprises. Outsmarting yada, yada means, uh, you know, taxis and stuff. Shady subscriptions. Did you guys ever order something online and you thought it was just like a one-time purchase, but then you found yourself subscribed? Yeah, I had to call and stop payment on something because I had subscribed to it through Apple Pay. And even though I had like put a new card on there, it still was uh, tied to whatever card was associated with my Apple Pay. So I had to like go through this whole process of getting it pulled. 
It was really, really annoying. Well, that'll never happen with Metro by T-Mobile because you don't take yada yada in life and you're not going to take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada, helping you stay ahead without compromising on things you love the most. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. And we're back. Uh, Guys, this isn't the voicemail that I told you I'm going to play, but I mentioned this person in our previous Strange News, and they they left a very short message. I just wanted you guys to hear it before we move forward. Oh, is this Cadet? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Hey, uh, I use they, them pronouns. You can call me Cadet. Um, I'm calling from Baltimore. And um, I just wanted to say that I loved y'all's episode with uh, Illumination Global Unlimited. I, I'm i just blown away, and I want more of that, please, and thank you. <laughs> um, I was going to say something else, and I can't remember, of course. Oh, um, at the, I just want you guys to know, at the end of every podcast, when you say, say it with me, S-T-D-W-I-T-K, I do it every single time. <laughs> okay. Bye, I love you. Oh, I would. You know what? We just got new digs, right? That uh, our offices here in Atlanta, and I think some more in-person recording might be in our horizon. So maybe we can get back to doing the the, the famous chant. I think we would all love that. Hopefully, we can. Thank you, Cadet, for sending that message to us and Thank for sending you. the message afterwards that said, "Oh, I forgot to tell you. You can use my message. You can use my message." Thanks for doing that. Note to everybody Bonus who calls points. in: always yeah. do that. Good yes, form. please do. Please Good do. Form. Please, please do. Good and, form. and also remember, whenever whenever you um, have something you want to relate to our fellow listeners, if it needs to go in depth, do send an email. We yep. read every one we get. That's the best place to send us links. That's the best place to write everything out. But man, okay. Illumination Global Unlimited. Matt, I assume you've forwarded that compliment to corporate, right? Uh, well, no, they got it before it hit my inbox. So uh, they I got don't know. it before us. Yeah, they always, <laughs> yeah. God, how they always do. Uh, they can get us in a blimp. I bet that, you IGU can get us in a, in a blimp. Is that Microsoft the famous AI. IGU blimp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, here it comes. This message comes to us from someone I'm calling flummoxed because I'm, I can't, quite make out what the second f word is in here afterwards you guys tell me this is from flummoxed hey guys this is flummoxed in frontenac i'm a big fan longtime listener 
I've always wanted to call in and give you guys something interesting to talk about. And uh, something definitely happened with my wife and I these last few days. Um, we decided to take a trip, an Airbnb getaway to a uh, 100-year-old chalet on the Ottawa-Quebec uh, border uh, in Ontario. And uh, a few strange things happened. Namely, we somehow didn't realize that we were driving into one of the worst ice storms uh, in recent history, probably decades. People dead, debris all over the roads, black ice, fog. It was just like Silent Hill and a blizzard mixed together, but we managed to get there in one piece. And uh, a few weird things happened, uh, kind of the thrust of the what I'm talking about. Um, whenever I went through the door to check it out, the power was out. And I also, uh, I later found out that my wristwatch, my trusty fossil, had died the second I went through the door, like on the dot. I know because I just checked the time before I went inside. Uh, we later uh, went to check the time because it was a clock on the wall. And uh, we confirmed that the time was exactly right with our phones. But um, a few minutes later, we realized that either the clock had never worked or it died the second we checked it because it was not tracking the time. It's just the perfect time to check it. Um, and then to, to top it all off, this temporal tizzy, we get home and the battery-operated clock on our wall has died at the exact same time that the clock in the chalet had died. It was just... I, I don't understand it. It's all very creepy. I, of course, it, it ought to be coincidental, but like that's a bit much, isn't it? How does, how does that happen? Uh, also, this place was definitely haunted. Uh, at one point, I was sneaking around in my underwear with a frying pan uh, trying to find an intruder we definitely heard, but uh, definitely was not there. So I don't know. What do you guys think of this um, sort of the alignment of time falling in or out of place? I don't know. Uh, do you have any stories like that? It's, I, I don't know what to make of it. Anyway, cheers, guys. Love the show. See ya. Flemington, Frontenac. Yeah, what is that? It's a municipality in Quebec. Oh. Yeah, it is a Le Granite Regional County Municipality. And the temporal slip. At first you had my attention, sir. Now you have my interest. Or How did that quote go? Whichever, that works. No, I don't think that's the right one. I don't think that's the right one. But yes, this is something that's super common, right, Matt? People have lost time. We did. I want to shout out again. I know I'm a broken record here, but again, our fantastic exploration of the bicameral mind with our good friend or ride or die, Joe McCormick from Stuff to Blow Your Mind. There's a moment in there in the very beginning where in Joe... Um, walks us through a thought experiment about driving, right? And how driving becomes a kind of self-hypnosis, which is absolutely true. And it's, it's kind of distressing sometimes when we think through routine activities that we conduct and how our brains sometimes just decide this doesn't need to be on the books. We don't need Dude. receipts. For this one, right? Dude, if you want to go super deep in that, go listen to the Ooh. first season of Strange Arrivals. That's a whole other podcast you can search for right now. Right. They go into the Betty and Barney Hill story, mm. and which really centers around some lost time and then exploring uh, in, a, in, a, in various attempts, getting back to that time that was lost and figuring out, figuring out what the heck happened. Uh, really weird stuff. What's the most time you've ever lost? Have you, have you guys ever had... Uh a slip, a wrinkle in time. <laughs> Good book. Bad movie. Um, no, not, not, not like that. No. Okay. For me, it's when I have fevers. So if I, mm. if my body is ever at a point where it reaches above 101 degrees uh, oh, Fahrenheit, yeah. 
then Ooh. I will lose time. But it's usually just me falling asleep at unintended times, right? I was going to say that's the I was going to say we 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 definitely got an email in the past from a listener who had an uh, um, a bout of lost time while driving in the car, and like mm-hmm. they they looked up at the clock and right, like yeah. like a, there was a gap, and, and it was I can't remember the exact details, but they so I think they associated it with seeing an unusual pheno- uh, visual phenomenon as well. Because you might have been sleeping accidentally. Whoops! It was a dream. That's, that's sort of what we. That is sort of what we, where we landed, I believe, in that conversation. Um, because yeah, the, the hypnosis, just highway hypnosis, it can, especially at night when you're already a little bit on the edge of sleepiness, it can lull you into that, and then you kind of pop out of it, and you're like, whoa! It's, it really is kind of a very jarring feeling. But Flummox is talking about something very different here. Oh yeah, yes. We are smashing time weirdness with potential haunting, right? Which is, well, I'm really digging this because really we're talking about temporals. Huh? 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 Did you coin that? Did you just coin that? I don't know. I love a portmanteau. You're also (laughs) playing with time whenever you create a portmanteau, right? We're we're (laughs) crunching the time together. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, you're absolutely uh, correct, dude. I I cannot agree more. The idea that um, there may have been not self-hypnosis, but some sort of accordion folding, right? Right. Of one, one second to the next. Um, it's, it's tricky because it also, it also brings up so many questions like Flummox, we have to ask you things about, for instance, the prevalence or lack of prevalence of deja vu experiences. We have to ask uh, what other psychological variables may have come into play and honestly as weird as it sounds man i kind of want to know your hvac situation because of infrasound oh at the current house or at the chalet at the chalet yeah okay yes i don't that's interesting that's interesting but the power was out right so let's just let's recap really fast hundred year old chalet that they enter during a massive ice storm Okay, Mm. so energy, the exterior energy is already intense, right? Right. The the way you feel as a human moving through all of that energy and through all of that chaos, it's creating feelings already of maybe some dread, a little anxiety, stuff like that. Sure, you're getting primed. You're getting primed for sure, but there's also real physical energy out there, right? Mm. You're entering into this old place. And the moment you enter, you look down and your wristwatch stops. Now, look, mm-hmm. just come on for let's just I don't believe it necessarily, but let's just say in walking in, through that threshold, you're entering a time bubble of some sort, right? Because yeah. of whatever factors are occurring externally, because of the day, because of the exact time, there's some kind of confluence, as you said, folding of time together. You're actually entering in to a point when that chalet was occupied at that exact same time years and years and years ago, right? And it, maybe it happened for them at that exact same time too, right? What's a chalet? <laughs> a fancy cabin? Like, uh, what are we talking here? You yeah. know, okay. that's a great question. I would call it a cabin of some sort. I, I always associate it with yeah. skiing, you know, like a Swiss ski chalet. Well, you, know? you have to... Yeah. Yeah, you got to be careful with those terms, you know, because the uh, the robber barons of old in the U.S. certainly had places they called cottages mm. up in New England. Right. 
but they would not fit the average person's definition of a cottage. The idea of, so. of, of stopping time too, it reminds me of the old, uh, the old story about the two school teachers who are visiting France uh, and they, they feel that they have slipped back in time. Sometimes this is called folie du, um, but I, I don't, what what we're describing here, Flummox, does not sound like you experienced something hallucinatory, you know, or it sounds it sounds like you're rationally introducing us to the variables. You're talking through what what you know to be the facts. You know, this doesn't look this happens to way more people than than one might assume, you know, like also also one of the questions to ask is. When is the last time you checked your watch before you walked in? Right? Mm. Like, do we know exactly? Did you watch the watch stop? Who watches the wristwatch? Whatever. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, also adding to, okay, let's, the HVAC situation is interesting, but then we would have to know if the power is out. The only way that infrasound would have been influencing this is if there were a separate generator right like diesel powered or battery powered or something doesn't sound like that's the case but matt flummoxed noel mission control everybody all of us nsa intern steve here's a question ice storm old place old structure you know what i mean the just the physical force can create the whispers right yeah create this sense of a presence and maybe create that uh Sweet spot of infrasound. I don't know. Mm. Remember, uh, have you read Pet Cemetery, Ben? Mm-hmm. I've recently been going through, actually, first time I ever subscribed to a Patreon for a Stephen King podcast called Just King Things. Oh, and they yeah, were yeah, talking. Yeah. It's, it's freaking great if you're into that. They're going through every single one of King's books in publication order. And there's a line um, when Judd Crandall takes uh, Lewis Creed to the pet cemetery for the first time. And he says, you know, if you, if you hear something that sounds like whispers or laughter, it's just the loons. And I bet Ooh. you they got some loons over there in uh, Canada, too. Right? Don't they have loonies like like bills that are that have loons on them that are called that? Hmm. I'm just saying, I'm not, I just, it just made me think of that. The idea of mistaking certain things for certain sounds and, you know, being in some way mystical or whatever. And the loons are very eerie sounding shriek. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, guys, I want to get back just quickly to wristwatch stops. You're in the chalet. You, it feels like it's haunted. It's weird. You notice the wall clock. Oh wait, the wall clock is actually working because according to my, uh, iPhone, it's the correct time. Oh, wait, no, it wasn't the correct time. We just looked at it at the broken mm-hmm. time somehow. We get mm-hmm. home from the chalet, and the wall clock in our house is stopped at the exact same time that that's the wall wild. clock at the chalet was stopped. Mm. Guys, that's why I said uh, some kind of temporal, or, you know, it's if you enter that, if you enter the chalet and time is messed up, that's one thing, because it's the chalet, it's a bubble there. But what if it's something with the ice storm itself, as that energy moved through, it caused something to occur. A magnetic anomaly of some kinds, yeah. Or I don't know, it could be bigger, right? It could be the storm related. Uh, Ice storm, you storm, we all freeze in a time storm, (laughs) is what I'm saying. So (laughs) You're on fire today, Matt. You're on fire. I'm digging it. I, I don't know. It's weird stuff. 
I want to hear more from anybody out there who's experienced something like this. Please let us know. We'll tell you how to contact us at the end. But for right now, we're going to take a break, hear a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with more listener mail. Join Metro. They help you stay ahead of the game with nada, yada, yada. That means no contracts, no credit checks, and no surprises. Outsmarting yada, yada means, uh, you know, taxis and stuff. Shady subscriptions. Did you guys ever order something online and you thought it was just like a one-time purchase, but then you found yourself subscribed? Yeah, I had to call and stop payment on something because I had subscribed to it through Apple Pay. And even though I had like put a new card on there, it still was tied to whatever card was associated with my Apple Pay. So I had to like go through this whole process of getting it pulled. It was really, really annoying. Well, that'll never happen with Metro by T-Mobile because you don't take yada yada in life. And you're not going to take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada, helping you stay ahead without compromising on things you love the most. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. And we're back with one last piece of uh, correspondence from you. In this case, we're talking to you, Lucas. Very quick email posing two serious issues we need answers to. Uh, Lucas writes, bank failures and the debt ceiling. What do we do if more banks fail? What can we do if the politicians don't figure out the debt situation? Uh, I think this is something that has been top of mind for all of us with the recent bank failures, you know, specifically surrounding Silicon Valley uh, type investments, uh, you know, tech uh, startup investments, venture capital firms and all of that with Silicon Valley Bank. And there was another one. The name is escaping me now. Um, but we also recently had a, a failure of another regional bank called First Republic Bank. Um, and this is a big deal because I believe this is the second largest bank failure in the history of this country. Mm -hmm. Um, their stock essentially went down to zero. JP Morgan swept in and bought them up, uh, you know, propped up the deposits essentially, you know, I believe invested like several billions of dollars or, you know, basically 
replace some of the deposits that were, uh, you know, removed when there was this run on the bank for some of the very reasons that we're talking about. And that is where a banking crisis comes from. It, it, it's the actions of people, you know, I mean, there is instability, there's problems with the market, there is a lack of uh, trust, a lack of confidence in the banking system, which causes uh, an absolute kind of situation of pandemonium, where you start hearing tell that people are pulling out their money, uh, and then you go and do the same thing. And then all of a sudden the banks don't have enough money to cover, you know, what they should be able to cover. And and, and I want to just read a quote from a, an AP article by Ken Sweet. He does a really good job of laying out the complexities of, you know, where a banking crisis really comes from. But I thought a quote from a, a banking expert by the name of Chris Caulfield uh, with West Monroe, um, who's worked with a lot of regional banks. And let's make no mistake, we're talking at this point specifically about regional banks. And he had this to say, the underlying issue, particularly at these banks, is their asset and deposit mix isn't sustainable. Deposits keep running out the door or banks are having to pay hefty prices for them. So basically they, you know, what they have invested in uh, is, is, is not in line with the you know the money that they that other that others have you know in the bank so if there's a run on the bank and everyone takes their money and runs if they don't have enough actual investments in other interests you know whether it be property or, or what have you in their portfolio then they're screwed yeah it's um it's massively troubling and lucas sends us some great correspondence all the time so thank you man this is a conversation that occurs in multiple versions in a lot of back rooms right now, probably as you're listening to this. Noel, one thing that's really interesting, you pointed out First Republic became the second biggest bank failure on the heels of the SVB collapse, which was, that was going to be the second biggest bank failure. Right. Yeah. So that, that was just uh, not too long ago. Uh, I think we were on the road in Texas or California or somewhere, and we we were we got some news about this. The question that everybody has on their mind really is similar to your question about diversification. So First Republic committed the same kind of Icarus sin that uh, the SVB committed which is their clients, their customers, were often well over the federally insured, what's that limit, Mm $250,000 U.S.? They were well over the FDIC insurance limit. And they weren't, to your point, they weren't diversified. And First Republic also doesn't seem as though it distributed its eggs in multiple baskets. You know, like, it's, it's scary to think about because, so much of uh, investment is sort of weaponized psychology, right? It's confidence. The system only works so long as everyone agrees it works, like the painted lines on pavement on the interstate. It's weird to think about, you guys. I, I, I Sorry, I don't mean to jump in, Ben. Uh, okay. Just speaking on that limit, the FDIC limit for insured money deposits in accounts, right, of 250000 so if you're an individual like any of us or you listening, you probably won't ever have to worry about your money sitting in a bank if FDIC is still in place and it still right. has enough money in those giant accounts to help people out if oh, there's boy. a massive run on major banks and major banks fail. If that holds up, then we're good to go. If you have way more money than that, 
then obviously you got to move that money around to separate banking institutions so you never go over that limit, right? Uh, that's one thing you could do. I was reading just today, actually this morning, about making sure you, just what you said, Noel, move your money into separate investment accounts if you go over that 250K limit. The weird thing is when you get into companies, right? Because corporations, companies have operating costs that are in the millions or hundreds of millions or even up to a billion dollars. You know, I've never, I don't know how many companies have billion dollar operating budgets, but some of them may, some of the massive ones. That's when it's weird because what banking institutions do you hold all that money in to actually pay out people on an ongoing basis? How much money do you need in a single account or a dozen accounts in order to get business done? Um, and when stuff goes down with that major banking institution, what do you do as a corporation to make sure your money is safe? I, I think you that's where it gets JP scary. Morgan. Yeah, and they're like, hey, <laughs> Wells Fargo, what Bank up? of America, go, hey, here's $30 billion. Right. Hope this helps. What up, JP? And, and you guys, I mean, like, you know, this is the the, the crisis that we're seeing is um, it seems to be isolated to these smaller and medium sized regional banks. Uh, and to your point, Matt, you know, with FDIC insurance, uh, $250,000, you know, that's that's a respectable amount of money to have in the bank. Sure. It doesn't make you like mega rich, though. So what are the mega rich doing? Are they pulling their money out? Are they putting it in like off seas over Panama dirigibles? Okay, they're putting it's all in dirigibles, airships, or maybe no. mattress firm. Yeah, Swiss moving to New Zealand. You know, maybe maybe PO boxes in the right in the right countries. Like the more money you have, the easier it is to accrue money, uh, and the easier it is to protect money. Right. Like there's there's definitely a feedback loop there um, in terms of what those individuals might do. I posit to you guys that at the at the tippity top, we need to stop thinking about these people as people in this function. You need to think of them more as perpetual institutions, right? Countries, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, under themselves, because if they made a move like that, or if there was a run on the bank from the super rich like that, and that could really cause a serious domino effect that could potentially crash larger banks, right? Mm. Yeah, and the, the more dangerous thing here is, look, uh, I know this is going to ruffle some feathers, but what folks need to understand, what everybody needs to openly admit is that at the top of the financial hierarchy, right, the so-called 0.01 or 0.001 percenters or whatever, whatever you want to call them, those folks are have have some pretty communistic views in some ways. They definitely want to own the means of production, if you get what I'm saying. So how, uh, when you talk about, when an average person just hanging out talks about $250,000, you don't own the presses that create that money, right? You don't get to call the Fed and talk turkey about interest rates. These people can touch those institutions. They can influence it. I'm just saying, like, why is there... Why is bankruptcy absolutely terrible and an existential threat for the average person, but for a Safety billionaire, <laughs> yeah, for a yeah. billionaire, it's like, oh, I had an interesting Thursday. You right. know what I mean? Like this, I, I, I just, I think the game is rigged, man. Um, I think it's weird that these, 
I, I think it's weird that the cooperative confidence in these institutions has given them so much power, but also, um, no, Matt, I don't, I don't know about you guys. I don't know what a more feasible approach is. I don't know what the alternative is. And I'll this stuff you. is, it's a house of cards though. If one collapses, like it's, you got to cauterize the wound or else the rest of it can go to. It's true. Tell me good news. Do what uh Friend of the show, David Kari Weber Chappelle does. Just mm. buy up most of the land in your small town in Ohio. <laughs> if you're if you're a dirigible nice. yeah. having or potentially having person, just buy up the land because if you if you've paid for that land and you've got the deeds, then you've mm. got that money and no bank mm. is gonna take it from you. I don't know. That's pretty smart. People are I guess some people are upset with him for doing this, but it's a smart move. <laughs> Who's upset? Uh, yellow what what is the name of that town oh i'm sorry i don't know the name it's it's ohio uh yellow yeah. springs okay okay you know i guess we should say that dirigibles jokes aside might not be the absolute best place to put your money but one of the biggest questions that i think lucas is getting at here Noel, is the idea of which institution is to be trusted you know, like um, like during the pandemic uh, and several years before, a lot of very well-to-do people were buying land in New Zealand because New Zealand is a top-notch place to be when the world burns down. But But where can people, like even if you don't agree with money, with the concept of money, which is a religion, you have to participate in it. Right. We have to we have to live in this church to some degree to survive. So where could people safely put their assets if they can't use dirigibles? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to put out mattresses again. Just, um, you know, the old trusty, perhaps a safe of some sort might be a little more uh, uh, dependable. But, you know, ammunition and MREs. It's all (laughs) freaky stuff, y'all. I think, you know. We're, as we're discussing this, I think we were all kind of <laughs> frantically Googling uh, stuff relating to maybe our own finances and stuff. I mean, but I, what can you do? Is there anything that the average person can do to protect mm-hmm. themselves from this kind of stuff? Yes. Uh, slowly, whenever you can, take out $20 from your bank account when you saved up. It's not easy, but do it. Take out $20, take that $20, hide it somewhere, it. <laughs> and yeah. then make a stack. Once you have a stack, turn that into something seriously useful that can help you in the future, whatever it is. A tangible asset of some Mm -hmm. sort, right? Because remember, the coupon system works very well for some people, but you cannot actually eat those coupons. So the big move is to, um, I mean, a a reasonable non-paranoid move is to every time you make a purchase, if you're at a place that offers you cash back without a fee do what matt said take the you know like a small if amount you can. some if you can if it's possible and you know stack your ducats and then start thinking in terms of the life that you would live if you were the only person around with no support system start from and there. there's no power maybe 
and mm-hmm. water is not uh, potable out of the top. Oh, God. Yeah. Life straws. Can't say that's good. Oh, <laughs> well, we're going too far. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and last thing, guys, you know, as, uh, as, a, as a homeowner, um, you know, what happens if there's a banking collapse? Are, are, then are they going to come for your homes? You know, what happens to the secure, you know, like to, to, mm-hmm. to, the, to the bank that maybe holds your mortgage, you yeah. know, like a Wells Fargo or a, uh, you know, for example, uh, Raymond James or whatever it might be. Mm. Well, Raymond tells me everything's fine. What about James? Do you guys well, James- know that I have hung out with? Never mind. Uh, I have some connections mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to those actual human beings. And Shout out club- Hank Harris the third. Certain, uh, club, <laughs> certain club in the country, I hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but in all seriousness, I mean, like, you know, a, a big one of the largest expenses for any human being is either sure. rent or a mortgage. Mm. Um, so if there were some like, you know, just global banking, like fight club level banking collapse, what happens then? Are they going right. to come and try to cash in their assets, you know, being the remainder of whatever you owe? By taking your home? Like, how does that work? You know, if you can no longer afford to pay because your money has evaporated along with everyone else's money. It depends on the amount of people. Honestly, yep. it's a numbers game. If, yep. if here's the thing. If a hundred people default on their mortgage, right? If a hundred people get their home foreclosed, then the United States says that's their problem. If a hundred million people at the same time get their homes foreclosed, then now it's the U.S.'s problem. So it's a, it's a, it's a scale, right? It's a cost-benefit analysis. It's quite Machiavellian. It's quite brutal. It's quite cold. Uh, and as an individual, we must remember to focus on the things that we ourselves can directly control. That's, yep. that's the power you have. So like in the situation you're talking about, the homeowner doesn't mess up at all, right? The bank messes up. Or maybe uh, there's some ill wind abroad, right? Even to the point of like weaponized, like financial warfare, which is definitely happening, right? That's what sanctions are all about. Uh, In that case, there usually is going to be, especially post-2008, there's usually going to be some kind of legal redress that you can make and say, hey, it's not me. It's this bank. I did the right thing. And that's where you'll have something like um, a JP Morgan or other large financial entities scoop in and say, don't worry, everything's fine. Keep driving between the lines and just keep paying your mortgage on time. And we'll take care of all the stuff backstage. But the scary point about this is that that only works up to a certain threshold. So if we're talking about the threshold where the whole where the whole casino closes, that's a very different story. I don't know. I don't want to get too apocalyptic. You know, it's a nice day outside. We're heading into the weekend. Indeed. Um, so maybe put a pin in this one for today and stop doom scrolling, everybody. <laughs> there uh, we go. Because we were just yeah. we we were like doom scrolling in our three heads. I'm watching our faces as we're listening to each other about this and. I think we're all trying, like you said, we're all trying to frantically figure out 
what the solution would be. In the worst case scenario, we want to hear your advice. We want to hear your ideas, folks. Thanks to Lucas. Thanks to Cadet. Thanks to Flummox. Thanks to Balloon Boy. Thanks to everybody who has taken the time to join the show and be a part of stuff they don't want you to know. If you want to take a page out of their book, we have tons of ways to contact us as long as the lights are on. Before we get black bagged, you can find us online. Boy, can you ever. We're Conspiracy Stuff on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook, where we have our Facebook group. Here's where it gets crazy. Get in on the conversation there in real time. We are Conspiracy Stuff Show, however, on Instagram and TikTok. I hope everybody has seen that sperm donor video that we made. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it was so it's, good, guys. It's it was very, just well yeah, executed. West, uh, our Amazing cinematographer, uh, really knocked it out of the park. And that was a full collaboration with the, the four of us. Super, super fun to do. We hope you guys are enjoying that content. And the next one, spoiler, if it hasn't come out yet, uh, this is a little taste. It has something to do with bad boys, bad boys. <laughs> it's so funny. What man. are you going to do? I just watched well, it again. It was so freaking funny. Okay. Uh, again, follow us, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all the places. Making some, in my opinion, hilarious stuff online. And if you don't play the dopamine casino, if you're a little more old school, you like a quiet storm, you can always give us a call directly, just like Flummox did. The number is, say it with us, cadet, 1-833-STD-WYTK. You'll hear a voice, you'll hear a beep like so, beep. You'll have three minutes, they're yours. Go nuts, get weird with it. Give yourself that street name or nickname you always wanted. Tell us what's on your mind. Let us know if we can use your name and or message on the air. And most importantly, if you have a story to share with our fellow listeners that takes more than three minutes, has links, has photographs, stuff you want us to look at matt and noel are tremendous video and audio experts uh they can give you a keen eye and ear on uh things that that might need some scrutiny uh the best way to get that to us is through a good old-fashioned email just drop us a line where we are conspiracy at iheartradio.com Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.